World War II, Northern in Western Australia was the location of a number of important strategic military camps, depots and installations, being the most concentrated of military activities in Western Australia. Welcome to this week's Road Less Travelled, where we explore the World War II secret locations in WA's wheat belt. They're hidden because a lot of them now have been reclaimed and are back on farmland. Some are still on crown land. Now, due to its strategic geographical location of being close to water, being the Goldfields Water Supply Scheme, close to also strategic railway junction as it was close to the coast but inland, Northern became an important military hub. The installations, camps and depots were some of those deployed and developed in the wheat belt during the 1939-45 war, located within the Shire of Northern, some of which still exist today. And as I sit and talk to you on this week's podcast, there's also a lot of um, things that have been released through the National Archives of Australia, part of the evidence of existence of such uh, camps at Northern through the RAAF and the Royal Australian Navy, which you wouldn't really associate with what happened in Northern. So in 1939, with the commencement of World War Two. The Chief of the Air Staff of the Royal Australian Air Force, the RAF, identified the necessity to increase bulk storage and supply of aviation fuel across Australia for the purpose of defending Australia. An investigative committee was created to determine the most strategic safe locations and the design of the storage facilities. It identified that 31 inland aircraft depots, also known as IAFDSs, were required to be constructed for the storage of aircraft fuel and they were to be built from brick and concrete and steel. The sites were to be located inland to enhance the protection from air attack and they would need to hold around about 20,760,000 gallons of aircraft fuel. Eleven of those were built in New South Wales, six in Queensland, four in Victoria and four in WA, four in South Australia one in Tasmania and one in the Northern Territory. Originally, some of the depots stored fuel in drums and were referred to as inland storages for reserves of aviation spirit and others designated as RAAF inland storage depots, which were later referred to as RAAF inland petrol depots or RIPDs. With another later standardisation of the name, these depots were fully designated and designed inland in-craft fuel depots. The eventual construction of these brick and steel tanks was substantially carried out by the Allied Works Council, which was made up of bricklayers, carpenters and manual labour. The total 31 of these IAFDs were in full operation by early 1944, with all sites, all sites rather, located close to railway lines for access by rail tankers. But they were also well situated, well away from the airfields that they serviced for safety, as these were bulk storage facilities. Fuel would be transported from the IAFD to the airfield fuel tanks by road tanker. In close co cooperation with the United States Army Air Corps, these costs and fuel distribution were shared by the RAAF with the USAAC having additional bulk inland fuel storages at 13 of these 31 sites. Now, this was interesting. I didn't realise this. I actually found out when I was flying back from Melbourne after visiting some family, sat down in my seat on the airplane bound for Perth from Melbourne Airport 
and these two old ladies sat on either side of me. They had been part of a tour, and a whole lot of senior citizens, we'll call them, coming on board this plane. This lady started telling me about her her father's exploits during World War Two, which got me interested in doing a bit of research, and that's how I've stumbled across this week's podcast and then done some actual out-on-site investigation. The U.S. Navy had seven naval ammunition depots, and that seven was located at Spring Hill, which is near Northam. It was here, one of three U.S. naval ammunition depots, developed across Australia during World War II to support the service's operation in the southwest Pacific. One of the many submarines from the U.S. Navy was USS Nautilus. That was one of those operating within the Fremantle submarine base. It was supplied with torpedoes, which were stored right here at Spring Hill near Northam. With the first bombing of Darwin in the Northern Territory on the 19th of February 1942, and then the following 64 bombings of the same city, then later Wyndham, Broome and Onslow in WA, the Australian government sought to land and sought sought land rather to establish these ammunition depots. Spring Hill was chosen for its distance from the Indian Ocean coast in terms of security and concealment and was serviced by rail with a close-by airstrip. It is in an area of 202 hectares of farmland that was compulsorily acquired and developed by the Australian Army Central Ammunition Depot, or CAD, designated 6 CAD for Western Australia with an area divided off for the NAD. Now, after making an emergency withdrawal of submarines and warships of the United States Navy, the British and Dutch navies from the Philippines and Java, later in February 42, the withdrawal from submarine bases in Darwin and later Exmouth, which was then called Potshot, the decision was made to base the submarines of the United States Navy's 7th Fleet Task Force 71 at Fremantle. An auxiliary base was also developed in Albany. The moves and transitions in policy and subsequent activity became known as Western Australia's emergency of March 1942. The decision to move south resulted in a large US Navy submarine base facility and infrastructure being established at Fremantle from 1942 and such base operating until the end of World War II in 1945. This base at Fremantle became the second largest submarine base in the world at the time, the largest in the Southern Hemisphere. If you have the opportunity, visit Fremantle. It's got some fantastic history. We'll delve into that in another podcast. So the US Navy, they later purchased the land in the area of Six Cat at Springville at Northam and constructed a naval ammunition depot, which is known as NAD, designated 7 NAD to supply ammunition to the warships and in particular torpedoes for the submarines of that US 7th Fleet which was operating from the new Fremantle submarine base. The base also serviced, supplied and repaired submarines operated by the Royal Navy and the Royal Netherlands Navy as well. The commanding officer was Lieutenant George Wickens, USN, and had a staff of one officer and 50 enlisted men accommodated at nine huts, known as I think they're called Kunsen huts. With 109 ammunition structures, there was 118 buildings within the depot. These men attended dance nights at the Lesser Town Hall in Northern, with a number of men commencing relationships with the local Northern women, which developed into some of the first war brides to actually leave Australian shores. One aspect of living in the depot was the swimming pool, the structure of which remains today. This concrete pool, which you can go and have a look at with permission, was apparently also used for scuba diver training. The water supply was from wells on the Australian Army Ammunition Depot 6 CAD to the north. 
A small household washing machine was provided for the men to do their laundry. Power was supplied by diesel generator located on the camp. A septic tank is provided for sewerage. All these facilities together with the messing facilities were, according to the Americans, adequate for the camp. A spur railway line connected Depot 6 Cat and Navy 137 from the Northern to Spencer's Brook railway line, which connected the area onwards to Midland and Fremantle Harbour. You can see the concrete reinforced drums at the Seven Nad Spring Hill base as well. Navy 137 was used for the storage of torpedoes, naval and army gun ammunition, as well as anti-tank mines and small arms ordnance, with approximately 4,000 tonnes of ordnance being stored and maintained, which arrived by rail from the Fremantle Harbour, each rail load weighing 400 tonnes. For security, personnel from the nearby Seven Supply Depot at Spencer's Brook were utilised as guards and concrete anti-tank defences were constructed surrounding this Spring Hill Depot site, which fortunately was never put to the test. The mission of the US Naval Magazine at Navy 137 Spring Hill, they say, was to stow, issue and receive ammunition for Service Force Subordinate Command 7th Fleet. What a mouthful. Conduct prescribed Bureau of Ordnance tests, namely tests of smokeless powder, monthly breakdown and inspection report, and approximately 4,000 tonnes of ammunition maintained. Now, right here at the location of 7 Nad Spring Hill, this was predominantly used to store the Mark 14 torpedo, which was the primary submarine-launched anti-service ship torpedo used in World War II until the introduction of the electric Mark 18 torpedo. Approximately... They reckon 4 million tonnes of enemy shipping were sunk by the Mark 14 torpedo, originally introduced for use as mechanically set torpedo. The Mark 14 was modified for use with modern fire-controlled systems and designated Mod 5. 7 NAD was one of three other US naval ammunition depots in Australia, with the other two at Mount Cutha in Brisbane, that was Navy 134, and at Newington, Sydney, which was Navy 135. Whilst they were designated to exclude the use of mechanical handling of the equipment or palletisation methods, these storehouses, as later Royal Australian Army Ordnance Units could testified, testified, made excellent wine cellars and mushroom fire farms. There's also, you can see, as I mentioned, the concrete reinforced drums here. There's also a detonator hut number two still uh, standing here at the US Navy 7 at at Spring Hill. Navy 137 had a total of 109 magazine and structures here at Spring Hill to house and maintain their ammunition. And they had this, magazines, the construction size was an arch, it was 1,000 square feet. There was nine buildings of these. There was nine magazine buildings, tubular steel ones of 1,200 square feet. Nine buildings for magazines of tubular steel, 720 square feet each. Six buildings, there were six detonator huts made out of concrete, 36 square feet each, and there was one, Q, I think it's called Quonset Hut, which was 778 square feet. There was only one of those workshops here. And you can see various things, like there was ammunition storage here at the uh, Muresque as well, just down the road, the detonator hut, as I mentioned, here at Spring Hill, and you can also still see the remnants of the underground tank. Ammunition bunkers here as well. 7 NAD was attached to the 137 Ammunition and Ordnance Unit, more commonly referred to as Navy 137, located predominantly here at Spring Hill, except for a torpedo technical depot which is established in Subiaco in Perth, which became operational in 1943. 
To facilitate the transfer of ordnance from Spring Hill, 100 kilometres to the harbour at Fremantle, magazines were also constructed at Fremantle at HMAS Lewin, now Lewin Barracks, and Woodman Point. These technical workshops checked and readied the torpedoes for loading onto submarines into the Fremantle Harbour. If you have a chance at Woodman Point, uh, I haven't been down there recently, but up till about 20 years ago, there were the remnants of those magazines at Woodman Point just off the main road. So plenty of development's gone down there since. For more information, you can, of course, jump on to fatcatmedia.com.au.